Dionisio at the plate. He's over to today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's oh, it's raining now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the show where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And I'm Jack Swakowski. This is episode number 182, and uh, we will be uh, talking about our visit to the Chicago Sports Spectacular, um, a sports uh, trading card show at um, the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center in Rosemont, Illinois. Um, but before we do that, like I said, this is number 182. Um, and before Jack, I ask you about uh, who your 182 guy is. I want to just acknowledge that this is um, in the spirit of uh, a band that just re- recently announced that they're reuniting and touring again. Blink 182, um, <laughs> friend and listener of the show uh, Scott, um, uh, guy, a friend of mine since high school. Uh, he's he's a big Blink 182 fan. Kind of resembles Travis Barker a little bit. Um, he, he asked that we dedicate this episode to him, so I figured that would be pretty fitting. Um, so, uh, yeah, in the spirit of uh, number 182, this is the uh, unofficial Blink-182 uh, episode. Uh, Jack, before you tell me you're 182 guy, do you have a favorite Blink-182 song? Um, uh, y- you know, uh, Jeremy, I'm not a huge Blink-182 fan. I never really got into that music. Um, I mean, one of the only songs from them I know is All the Small Things. So, sure. you know. That's obviously their most popular one. I remember there was a shitty garage band that used to play at my middle school, and they would play that song. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, my, I have a favorite Scott memory, um, or I should I should just say that like you owe it to Scott to dedicate an episode to yep. him because uh, you know you hit a line drive back at him during your bachelor party and uh, basically made him go to the doctor because I think you hit him in the calf and like it he, like it, it popped a blood vessel. Yeah, it was like it was not just black and blue; it was like red and purple. Um, <laughs> but yeah, listeners of, of the show will—I'm pretty sure we talked about that at the time. We so did. Yeah, listeners of the show will know Scott um, through that uh, uh, incident. What about you, Jeremy? Um, well, uh, um, I like—I'm uh, I'm more of a Dude Ranch fan. Like their their album before they got really big. Um, so. Uh, uh, damn it is a is a great song um but uh I, Scott will know this but I think my favorite um uh my favorite blink 182 song is a song called Josie uh it's I, I think it's it wasn't like a single but it's it I think it's like a, a like a fan favorite like song it's like a b-side but it's it's a song that the the f- hardcore fans know pretty well uh they name check um uh I think I think he says like vacate like he, he name checks the movie vacation in it which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they kind of turned into a whole other thing, uh, for that album after that, the, uh, uh Enema of the State, I think is, is what that album was called. Is, is that considered emo or punk? Oh, it, oh, it's punk. Um, uh-huh. there's, uh, there's a whole thing like, um, uh, emo kind of like, it's weird because like I I knew like emo used to mean one thing and then it kind of started meaning another thing, um, but it was essentially like suburban like whiny like music which like 
was punk, but also like it was in it, yeah whatever. <laughs> we don't need to get a whole uh, dissertation about the the history of emo, but um it it, it sure. became like like what like Fallout Boy is, and it wasn't necessarily that when it began. Um so uh yeah no that Blink One Eight Two is is more punk for sure, but Wonderful. but like kind of like um uh what's that store Hot Topic? It's, they're kind of like Hot Topic punk. They're not like punk like you know The Damned or uh, the Descendants or the misfits or something so anyway um so yeah there you go that just i managed to insult <laughs> blink 182 on the blink 182 <laughs> episode um another blink 182 baseball related memory jack is um brian dunsing uh came out to a blink 182 song okay um i always forget what that song is but uh, i think we may have talked about that on like season one of the podcast um but uh but yeah that's that's the only uh other <laughs> baseball related blink 182 thing i can think of well, yeah, that's great. Uh, also, I'll say this, man. Uh, yeah, Scott loves to like just give gi- give you a hard time when you guys get together. So that's that's always funny. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. Uh, that's always that's always a treat when when I'm uh, hanging out with you and he's there. So that's always funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He uh, he um, he's pretty merciless when it comes to that <laughs> stuff. Um, okay, well, I'll uh, I'll get to my 182 guy. It's uh, so I had to dig kind of deep because there weren't a lot of guys. There was a guy, I can't remember if it was 181 wins. I'd never heard of him, but it was uh, his name was Bill Bradley. And I was just going to, the only thing I had to say about him is it reminds me of that SNL sketch where it was like, to Bill Bradsky. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was, that. that's it. But uh, yeah, I ended up going with Game Started, which is kind of a weird stat, but uh, it, it was Steve Sparks with 182 yeah. starts. Well, the I... knuckleballer, Steve Sparks. Uh, he was the first knuckleballer I was aware of when I was a kid, so uh, I'll, I'll always remember him. I saw I saw that he was on there, and I was mm-hmm. like, I I don't know enough about him to pick him, but um, but yeah, that's uh, that's a good one. <laughs> sure, yeah, he um, uh, I just I remember him with the Brewers. I know he played with the Tigers too. Um, but I think he does color for the Astros now, so he he must have played with them as well. He'd be a guy I'd like to get his autograph if the Astros come to Wrigley next year. Um. I don't. I can't remember if they do or not. Uh, <clears throat> that being yeah. said, he has a great nickname. His nickname is Phone Book, uh, because in in 1994 spring training, after watching a strongman uh, performance, uh, like they sat the team down and had him watch that. Uh, the day, the next day, he tried to rip a phone book in half, and he, he injured his shoulder. So from then on, his his nickname was <laughs> Phone Book. Perfect. <laughs> That's. Uh, I that that would be interesting to uh, get like a list of. Uh... I feel like there's a list of like you know like weird baseball injuries. Um, that's one that I had never heard of before. But uh, there's like you know Clint Barmus like fell down the stairs carrying like a, a big bag of like beef jerky or something. <laughs> um, obviously, try, uh, Jeff Kent broke his wrists washing his car, which like that one is like the pretty. It's pretty clear that he was like just drunk and did something stupid. Sure, uh, I hadn't I hadn't heard of the Steve Sparks one though. That's pretty good. Yeah, I think Scooter Jennett cut his uh, his hand on a soap dish in the shower. Uh, yeah. that, that there's these ones that you know are lies, but um, you know I think the the phone book one is uh, is pretty funny. Um, uh, yeah, but I, I always liked Sparks. Uh, we haven't had a knuckleballer in baseball in, in some time. I think Stephen Wright was the last one for Boston. I don't know if R. A. Dickey outlasted him. I think Stephen Wright had some problems too. Um, but uh, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully another one comes along because they're always fun. Yeah, for sure. Jack, do you remember, I don't, like, back in, like, it's weird. Back in the early days of the MLB network, they had, like, original programming. Like, they had that, like, trivia show that we talked about and watched an episode once. They also did, Kevin Millar hosted this competition show, like, where they were trying to take, they took, like, X 
football quarterbacks and tried to um, turn them into knuckleball pitchers. Oh, wow. It was really weird. And, like, Josh Booty, I think, was, like, um, one of those college quarterbacks who never, like, had success in the in, in the NFL. But um, he, like, won the competition. Like, they had them, like, do all these practice things. They brought in knuckleball. Like, I think they brought in Tim Wakefield to, like, coach them. And, um, yeah, it was weird. It was It was, like, a... You know, it was like probably like four, five, six episodes long, and like it was this competition show, and each one got like a guy got eliminated each week, and then I'm pretty sure, yeah, Josh Booty ended up winning that uh, that competition, but like they never did anything like that again. I guess it was just like not worth the the production costs or something. That that, that sounds fun though. Um, did you ever watch the show Pros versus Joes? I I know the name, but I don't remember. Uh, oh don't yeah, remember it was it was fantastic. They would just they would just pit. Uh, uh, professional like athletes against these Joes, just these average guys, and like have them play sports against them. Uh, it was it was great. I remember one time they had John Franco on, and they just had all these like average dudes trying to lay a bunt down against John Franco, and none of them could do it. Um, nice. Yeah, it was uh, it was good stuff. We should actually watch one of those episodes for the pod. I think it'd be good. That would be cool. Um, and also, I just am I'm pleased to uh, like say here. I I would I used to get. Steve Sparks confused with another guy, and I couldn't re- I couldn't think of who it was, and it's actually Steve Searcy. Um, oh, okay. Steve Searcy has like kind of like a porn mustache and like curly hair. He looks like an '80s porn star or sure. a '70s porn star, and then Steve Sparks doesn't look like that at all. So no, huh, I just no. I was I was just I was kind of googling and talking at the same time, but I found a picture of Steve Searcy, and that's that's who I get Steve Sparks confused with, but, uh, nice. so n- yeah. now that I can lay that to rest. Um, anyway, um, so Jackie, yeah, I, it was slim Pickens and like there, I just, I, I was like going on searching and I couldn't find anyone that I was really passionate about. So I, I kind of just picked a guy that I was familiar with. Um, probably could stand to do more research on the guy, but, um, uh, my one, uh, 82 guy is Danny Darwin. Oh yeah. I remember Danny Darwin. Yeah. Um, in my memory, Danny Darwin was like a, a tall, lanky kind of guy, pitcher. Um, but according to Baseball Reference, he was only 6'3", which is not that tall. It's tall, but I wonder, like, at the time if that was, like... I wonder at the time when he debuted. He, he debuted in 1978. I wonder at that time, like, if he was, like, one of the taller guys. I doubt it, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. So he uh long-time pitcher. Just, he was kind of like a string bean kind of guy, but so maybe he was just, like, skinny and that made him look... Uh, taller. Um, he's from Bonham, Texas, um, which one of his nicknames is the Bonham Bullet, I guess. But uh, another one of his nicknames is Dr. Death, <laughs> which mm. is interesting. Um, but yeah, he pitched for a lot of different teams. He pitched for 21, se- 21 years, uh, 21 seasons, um, started in 78, ended in 98. Um, was a member of the Rangers for eight years, the Astros for six, uh, Red Sox, Giants, Brewers, Pirates, White Sox, and Blue Jays. Um, he won the ERA title in, what year was that? Uh, 1990 uh, with Houston. Um, but he was like, yeah, this is a weird one because he only started 17 games. Um, so he must have just... I guess he must have like uh, just crossed a threshold for minimum innings or something. Um, mm-hmm. So it might have been kind of one of those cheapo things. But um, but yeah, just uh, kind of like it, just my impression of him as a little kid was just like a rubber-armed, string bean kind of guy. Um, 
and uh you know had that look of like an 80s pitcher mustache um kind of like hair sticking out of his hat and um yeah uh he um he lost 182 games uh that's why i picked him 171 wins 386 384 career era um and yeah pitched 716 games started 371 32 uh career saves so kind of just like you know i feel like maybe um started a handful of games probably pitched in long relief in a lot of games because uh, he didn't save that many um so i don't know i mean that's danny darwin he was on um he just never like had any he never won any like uh you know um playoff titles or anything like no not a world series champion um yeah never yeah never even made an all-star team yeah yeah not too many accolades to share so yeah, it's um, it's weird for a guy to be around that long. I mean, he pitched from age twenty two to age forty two. It's 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 strange for a guy to hang around that long, never make an all star team, never finish like top ten in, you know, Cy Young or MVP voting. Just kind of a had a three eighty four ERA career though, so just kind of a solid guy for a really long time. Yeah, for sure. Um I'm sure he was probably a, a fan favorite on some of those teams that he was on. Um was it part? It wasn't even really part of any like major trades, really. Like some kind of like he was part of a four-way trade in 1985 that, um, um, I guess got him off of the Rangers. But uh, there's not even really that many huge names in that trade, so it's just kind of like a yeah. There's not not too much to 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 cling to, but uh, definitely obviously a guy who was around a long time. So I yeah. don't know. That's Danny Darwin, I guess. You know, there's not enough guys with nicknames of like the same that have the same letter as their town anymore. You know, like you got the the bo- bottom bullet. Um, I think Mike Trout is the Millville Meteor. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, phonetically, I think Rocco Baldelli might have been the Wound Socket Rocket. So yeah. uh, you know, we gotta we gotta get we gotta get some more nicknames like that. Those are great. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of who's from where. Nico Horner is from like Oakland, I think. It's <laughs> like the Oakland. There's too many. There's not too many hard O sound words. The Oakland yeah, right. original. He's got a, yeah. Oh, that's good. The Oakland original. You should call him that the next time we're at the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll be great. That that'll be the straw that breaks the camel's back. He's like, you know what? I'm signing for dogs. There's weird guys trying to get my autograph. And now you you hit me with that nickname. I'm out. I'm not, I'm done. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um. All right. Uh. Should we get to the uh the card show? Yeah, let's do it. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, uh, Jack and I um, attended. There was a card show in town this weekend, the Chicago Sports uh, uh, Spectacular. Um, and let's see, I'm just trying to pull up the website. Chicago Sports Spectacular. Yeah, it was at the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center in Rosemont, Illinois, not too far from where we saw the Chicago Dogs play um, a couple of years ago. Um, and, like, yeah, it's uh, just – Rosemont is a weird town, like just outside of like it's basically um, right by O'Hare Airport, um, and there's a lot of hotels there, uh, a lot of commercial stuff. Like the this convention center is one of the big things. Um, my my senior prom was like uh, like in an adjoining hotel. Um, the Rosemont Horizon is there, uh, or the Allstate Arena, I should say. Um, and so like yeah, they do this card show there, um, like twice a year. And then, like, when they do, when they have, like, the national card convention that is also at this uh, venue. Um, Jack, we did, I, I, so I ended up going all three days. Me and Jack went uh, Friday uh, night, 
and it went Friday, Saturday, Sunday uh, this past weekend. Uh, we Jack, I entered from a different uh, door um, the two days I went without you, and there was like an auto show going on, like on the on the like main level, which mm-hmm. like kind of seems like that show is that auto show is always going on when I'm there. So I don't know if those cars are just always there, but there's all these like classic cars like in the front lobby of this place. So yeah, there's it's huge, and there's a lot of stuff going on in different corners of it. And like, yeah, this card show is like one of the smaller ones of the year. So like, it's kind of like in like this other convention hall, but I, I couldn't even tell you how many like different rooms and halls are in this center. It's, it's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I hadn't been to a card show since I was a kid. So, uh, I was, I was looking forward to it. I, I didn't really know what to expect. There was a ton of traffic, uh, on our way there. Jeremy, I, it took us like an hour and 45 minutes to get there. It was, it was brutal. Yeah, Friday, Friday after Friday, like uh, you know, rush hour um, uh, commute through the city. Uh, me and Jack met kind of like in the South Loop of downtown, so we we really traveled through the whole damn city to get there. Um, you know, if we were leaving from our place, it probably would have been a little quicker. But uh, but yeah, Friday afternoon is just like you know, it's just the worst time to travel. Uh, so um, it was rough to get there. Uh, we pay we parked in like this parking lot walked over through this like kind of a uh, sky bridge, uh, which I guess begins like our, our tale here, <laughs> um, yeah. which is, uh, so yeah, we, we parked in this uh, parking garage and, uh, um, we took the elev the elevator over to, well, we, we took, we got in the elevator and there was, uh, like, there were like some, there was like a couple guys, like, uh, the, the, like, um, the like majority of attendees, I would say like four guys in their forties and fifties, like wearing like a, a loose fitting, uh, uh, you know, sweatshirt basically (laughs) or hooded, hooded sweatshirt, um, carrying some random piece of memorabilia. Um, he gets in, like we, we get in the elevator, this guy gets in and there were like, I think two, like they were like kind of like 20 something kids uh, or teenagers, maybe even standing by the elevator, uh, buttons. And uh, it's just a bunch of dopes getting in an elevator. And, like, my whole thing was, like, I don't trust these guys to have pushed the correct button. Um, but there was a specific button that, that said SB for Skybridge, which is what you want to take to cross. You have to cross this, like, f- like six-lane uh, major road to get into the convention center. So you walk over the Skybridge. And, like, the guy, I think the guy goes, like, eh, we're going to Skybridge? And like the guys, are like, <laughs> the kids are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the doors close, elevator goes. I'm looking at the thing. It passes SB, and then we land on like the first floor. Uh, we like, and and the doors open. And like I was like, this is not where we're trying to go. No, um, uh, I, yeah. I I actually who had never been there and kind of really didn't know what was going on. I started to get out out of the elevator, and I was like, wait, is oh, this, yeah. this where we want? Is this where we want to be? And like yeah. you just shook your head. And I don't know if it was you who pushed Skybridge or not, but, like, you whispered to me. We were the last ones in that elevator, and it was a crowded elevator. You whispered, yeah. like, I-, I don't think anybody pushed Skybridge. It's like, what a bunch <laughs> of idiots, man. Like, why yeah. Why, why didn't it, – it's they're, they got in the elevator first. They're going to the same place. Why didn't yeah. they push the button? I mean, I think, like, they were, do- they were doofuses for not pushing the button. Uh I think anyone who like believed that they were they would push the right button was also a deuce, doofus by like omission or whatever or by association, <laughs> and like I kind of was like watching the whole thing and like they were the thing is like they were blocking the the keypad like I would have just reached over them and and pushed it but like 
they were standing like right in front of it, which is also bad elevator etiquette. So whatever, it was just a goofy beginning to the to the day. It was, um, and yeah. So eventually, we walked across the Sky Bridge. It was a long walk. Um, the convention center is huge. Uh, we got there. Uh, we paid for our tickets. Uh, Jeremy did the weekend pass. I just got the one day pass. Uh, we went in, and yeah, like like Jeremy said, and I even made this comment. Like it's a huge sausage fest. It's probably ninety eight percent men uh, in their forties. Um, you know, uh, not not dressed great uh, with with memorabilia. So that that's that's the type of crowd that it was. Um, but it can be overwhelming. Nonetheless, it's it's overwhelming and it's it's intoxicating too, because um, you get in there and there's just all of these all of these stands. It's like a bazaar with everything that you would want. It's just all all cards, all baseball cards, all memorabilia, sports uniforms, uh, everything. Like and, and and you just you know the 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 place is like it's like a a couple of city blocks big, and it's just like you don't you don't even know where you possibly would start. Yeah. It, it really is like I don't I wonder what people's strategies are um, <clears throat> we the other thing too is we had to do a bunch of running around when we first started because like we wanted to hit the bathroom um, I needed to buy an autograph ticket because I was getting some autographs so we and those were those were on completely opposite ends of the the floor so so we were be, even like you we walk in and you kind of you kind of want to dive right in but you kind of like um, you know are like don't know where to start. And then when you're like, you have to go to these two spots and like, you're passing by all these stands like quickly. It's, it also like kind of furthers like the, the kind of like head spinning, uh, you know, commotion of it all. Yeah. I I actually think it was good that, so we, we kind of, we went to the bathroom, which was at the back of the the convention center. So we, we had to walk a long ways to get there. We were able to pass a lot of stands. So we saw a lot of stuff and we kind of did a circle around, uh, uh, back to the uh, other side of the uh, convention center to get Madden's, so Jeremy could get his ticket to get Joe Madden's autograph. Um, so I, I think a good way to do it, just from based on my one experience, is to kind of take a lap around first to just scope mm-hmm. out the place, and then you can kind of see which which places you want to hit first. I was I was you know we were there for <clears throat> for four hours, and I don't I don't feel like I saw nearly nearly everything. And, you know, I probably could have stayed for a whole nother hour, too, and not, not necessarily gotten bored. Yeah, so just just to speak on, like, how overwhelming it is, you walk around and you see, um, you know, if, if Jack, if I told you, like, hey, I'm going to show you, like, a Mickey Mantle or, like, a, a Willie Mays card from, like, 1962, you mm-hmm. would probably be like, wow, that's pretty cool, Jared. Let, let me see it, you know? But, like, mm-hmm. pretty much at every stand you walk by – there like there's a bunch of guys who have like um like uh vintage cards and like they pretty much all have like clementi's mickey mantles uh willie mays like all these old cards and it's like it's almost like it just it kind of like uh desensitizes you to like how cool the, the each individual card is because there's just so many of them yeah it's it's like the vietnam soldier who sees one dead child and he's like he's he's devastated and then he sees two and he's a little less sad, and then eventually he sees a big pile of bodies, and he just doesn't care. You know, that's that's basically that's what you become when you're walking around, though. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, it's not every day that you see all these cards, but um, I, you know, we can talk about some of the crazy stuff we saw later. But uh, yeah, some of these guys have really impressive collections. Uh, what what they're asking for it, it's like how how could anybody possibly come here and drop four grand on a Mickey Mantle card? But 
um, you know, maybe some people do. Uh, we saw a guy at the end who bought a bought a ton of merchandise. Like it seemed like it was nothing for him. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's um, it you know, it sure is impressive. I'll also say one thing about the clientele at this place. One good thing about it is that when I showed up, like I was like, I don't have to give a shit how I look for this. You know, oh, it, yeah, it does yeah. it does not matter. I can show up in whatever and it's fine. Oh yeah, for sure. And you would still be like, you could intentionally try to dress poorly, and you would still be one of the better, like like put together guys like there so yes um i was gonna say with, with that <laughs> vietnam uh analogy i was gonna say like pretty soon before you know it your your wolf mother uh <laughs> is that or animal animal mother animal mother sorry wolf mother is, is a stupid band animal mother right is, is that apocalypse guy? now that's a uh, um uh, full metal jacket i think ah okay okay nice nice Fucking i, I like i like full metal jacket better yeah, goddamn! I'm pissed that I say Wolf Mother. That's a that's some shitty, stupid band. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, so so yeah. So like, um, man, it's just it, it's almost kind of hard to like even like decide where you where where for us to start as well. Um, but yeah, I should say there was like a lot of um, the reason why I got a, a weekend pass is because there was uh, a whole weekend of of signatures of guys that I wanted a lot of them guys from the 2016 world series team. Uh, so I, yeah, I kind of, I bought a weekend pass and came, and went all three days and I was fucking tired by the end of the week for sure. Even by the end of Saturday, I was like, just my legs were all sore and everything just from walking around so much. Um, I did get my steps in for the weekend, so that was good. But, um, Friday night was Joe Madden. That was like the only guy I got Friday night. Um, so yeah, I went over to like buy my autograph ticket. Um, I bought like an autograph ticket for him and then I got an inscription, uh, to add to that. I had, uh, this like tops now card from like the Cubs, like, uh, uh, ring ceremony on 20, in 2017 that has Madden on it that I wanted him to sign. So, uh, I went ahead and got that. Um, but then we, we did start, uh, lapping around and everything. And, you know, I was like, I, I, there was a lot of stuff that like I was able to like fill Jack, uh, fill Jack in about, uh, with cards and everything. Um, Jack was in the, in the market for buying some cards, uh, for autograph purposes for next season. Right. Yeah. One of my, Um, one of my big goals was to buy some, at least a box of heritage. Um, I want to stock up for next, uh, next year and graphing, uh, the Cubs games. So, uh, yeah, I was looking for a good price and I I wanted a complete set of 2022 heritage. I, uh, I couldn't find them, but, um, we stopped by this one stand, uh, and uh, <clears throat> you know we were talking uh, talking to this guy, and Jeremy made a comment about the 2022 update set, uh, just mm-hmm. for the regular set, and uh, you know the update as the rookies like uh, uh, J Rod and Jeremy Pena, and this this guy who's working there, you know he was a little younger than us, maybe maybe late 20s, and he's like, yeah yeah we th- we can't keep that product on our shelves, he's like, uh, and you know Jeremy's like yeah I bet, he's like yeah it's one of our hottest sellers, and then. Uh, you know, Jeremy was like, yeah, you know, I'm thinking about buying one. And he's like, yeah, that's a fun rip. And, uh, yeah, Jeremy, I was, uh, I, I, he used a little jargon there. I could tell what he was talking about, but I was like, man, I don't, I do not know this language just yet. Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole, um, I'll, I'll say completely unnecessary, like jargon, uh, for like, for cards and whatever just i guess with any you know specialty thing there's like or niche thing there's like there's jargon that comes along with it and like yeah a rip is is like ripping a pack like ripping open packs um the boxes a box of cards they call wax 
uh-huh. like which goes back to like the old cardboard days like the the packs were were waxy and that's how they sealed uh they don't even use that anymore so like i it's it's completely outdated like so basically you're saying like you're ripping wax when yeah. when you like when you open up a box of cards but like the pack the packs no packs are wax anymore because it actually damaged the cards um but uh but yeah so that's still a term that they use but yeah that guy was throwing it at us for sure yeah are there any other ter- jargon terms i don't know that i might hear um, like when you get, like when you get a card, when you pull a pack from a card, like they say, like, why? Well, I mean, right there, they see they, that's like, that's a pull. Like, yeah, I pulled mm-hmm. a, uh, I, I pulled a, uh, Bobby Witt, rook, Bobby Witt Jr. Rookie card, you know? Uh, oh no. Yeah. Nice yeah. pull. That's a good one. A hit nice. is when you pull, when you get like a, a Jersey card or an autograph. Um, yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. Okay, yeah, that's that's good. Um, I'm sure I'll, uh, <clears throat> you know, I'll learn it. I'll learn more of it this year. Uh, so that was that was fun. Um, yeah, I think that was uh, that was be- right before or right after you got your ticket for Madden. But kind of the next thing that happened was, uh, you know, we, we got there. It, it took us longer than anticipated. So Madden Madden was starting to sign at 5:30. So he came out, and uh, you know, we both got a look at him. He was looking sharp. Uh, and then for for about the next 20 minutes or so, Jeremy uh, kind of went in line and got his uh, autograph. Um, what was that experience like to meet him? Yeah, uh, it, it was cool, Jack. I mean, like, you know, get, having, like, gotten into the, the world of gra- graphing and everything, um, you know, we like, you have your, um, you know, your experiences, like, uh, I guess, like, Reese Hoskins or something, where, like, they're, they're kind of, like, purposeful. Like, they, they, like, he actually makes, like, small talk, um, you know, uh, and then you have your experiences, like, Gabe Kapler where you're kind of flagging him down and they sign an autograph and, and duress and then move on. Uh, um, so, you know, hey, it, it was, that's... it was his pleasure, Jeremy. Come on. <laughs> that's right. Um, so it was, uh, so it's like, that's kind of what you expect when you do that kind of graphing. So I will say like being able to like go to a card, like you have to obviously have to pay to get his autograph. These guys charge money uh, to sign autographs and they're not cheap. And Madden was one of the more expensive ones uh, because he's, pretty in demand um he's actually he was actually more money than dennis rodman who was kind yep. of the probably the biggest guy of the night there um but you know so you're paying like i, I guess in theory like you're paying for like the like organization the structure of it all like i you know having gone to shows uh to games now and bring like you know this specific card if hey if i run into joe madden i'm gonna bring this card because i want him to sign it like you can do that but like odds are if you run into someone at a ball game, like you might not have the exact item that you want them to sign, uh, especially if you want them to sign like a bat or a jersey or something. You know, you're not going to lug that around. So, um, you know, I guess you're paying for the fact of being able to like have an exchange with him in a somewhat uh, structured and like voluntary setting. You know, like mm-hmm. you don't feel like it's not a. They got no choice but to sign. Yeah, 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 right. There, there will be nothing he can do, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. So it was, it was cool to meet Madden in that, in that setting. I like thought of the thing that I wanted to say to him, and um, you know, got to say that. So that was cool. Um, and yeah, he was like, he was actually very like engaging and and very like uh, personable. Um, which, you know, checks out with his just general vibe and everything. Um, 
he it was cool like he uh he wore yeah he was he was he was looking slick like he was wearing like a like a a gray suit jacket and i heard him say to one of the guys in front of me he's like yeah i bought i bought this suit just for you guys um so he 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 must have bought that uh you know for the appearance um and uh yeah i mean it was cool like we were saying like you know it's it's basically he was signing for an hour and a half uh he was actually signing for two hours i think they extended it he was signing for like two hours and it's basically like a two-hour like love fest like completely like you know he's just like meeting person after person after person who just like is are like just like doling out like praise and and love and and gratitude to him for his role (laughs) in the world series championship so yeah it was um you know it's 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 not a bad deal for him um plus he makes probably pretty good money doing that appearance so um yeah it was cool for me to see him and like um yeah i got to say something about the the 2016 world series got his autograph got the the 2016 world world uh, w uh, world series champs uh, inscription um so yeah it was pretty cool yeah that's uh that that's neat jeremy um yeah like you said it, it yes he has to come to chicago in november especially during a week when there were arctic winds all over the place but uh yeah it, it doesn't suck to just be gushed over for for two hours um by a bunch of people who are paying a hundred dollars to meet you so yeah. um you know i bet it but it's good that he gave you a good experience though you know i don't know what it was like meeting rodman it didn't seem like rod we can talk about that a little later but it didn't seem like rodman <laughs> knew what was knew what was going on but uh yeah I, i'm glad he gave you a good experience um yeah it was cool there was there was this other uh <clears throat> this this woman uh had a, a little booth set up uh, I don't have much to say about it, other than that it just seemed weird. And then Jeremy, you you remarked on it a little later in the night. But I think her name was Gabby B. But she yeah. was a a singer and like an Instagram personality. But uh, she had this booth set up to get autographs, and uh, you know I think the autographs were free. Uh, I'd never heard of her, and it was just it was a weird setup. Yeah, and she's at every single one of these shows. It's very odd. Like she's yeah. been since I've been like kind of keeping track. She's like a Brazilian pop star or something. But like which begs the question like why is she always in Chicago then? <laughs> um like I guess she's like from uh Chicago by way of Brazil or something or or vice versa. Uh-huh. Um but like yeah, it's kind of kind of weird. So she um uh she was there and like she was sitting like at a table. Honestly, she was with like there were two women sitting at this table who looked almost identical. So I'm not, I'm still <laughs> not completely sure which one was her and which one was like her like handler or whatever. But um, yeah, she was there uh, signing autographs and like you know all these like fucking slobs were going up to her and like getting pictures and autographs <laughs> with her. Um, Jack, I ran into um, a friend of mine uh, on Sunday. Um, and he ha- he ran into a friend of his uh, who was like clearly just like an autograph guy and like um, had a lot of thoughts about uh, you know kind of sim- similar what what I just said about being able to meet Madden and like having like a chance to like say hi to him or whatever. Um, I heard him say like yeah you know we I saw uh, Derek or whatever and like yeah he was over by Gabby B you know trying to trying to do his thing or something and like. <laughs> basically saying like yeah it's like these these schlubs like when they when they like they go there and like some of them try to like i don't know shoot their shot with gabby b or something right um but then later on he was like yeah you know so i was walking around or he's like yeah you know you know i go to a lot of these he's like 
you know, I got Gabby B, you know, just because, you know, I, just, <laughs> you know, and it's like, so he also did the same thing that he was kind of like ragging on his friend about, <laughs> but like, I mean, it's kind of like, kind of gross in a way. It's like, she's almost like this, like, like play thing for these schlubs to just go up to and just like drool on, uh, you know, for like five minutes and then move on. And then they're like, Oh yeah, yeah. I saw, I met Gabby. I met Gabby B. It's really weird. I have no idea what she is. I'm not going to look up her music or like, I think she's, I'm not even hundred percent sure she's a musician, but, um, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's just weird. And, uh, I expect, I fully expect her to be at the next one too. Cause she's been at the last several. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like you said, Jeremy, I mean, <clears throat> you know, if, if somebody threw a, a good-looking woman down in the middle of this uh, this convention center, like all these guys would like, you know, some some guy would just drop his his Mickey Mantle card, and it would like that the end would bend when it would you know when it would hit the <laughs> hit the ground or something like you know just all of the merchandise would be ruined. So yeah, that's called I mean, a ding. I, that's called a corner ding, Jack. <laughs> okay, nice. A little more jargon for you there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, we saw that old, that old guy at the end who'd gotten Gabby B's autograph, and it's like he he clearly just did it to have a chance to talk to a, a woman tonight. So, um, yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll listen to her music sometime and, and see what I think. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah. Well, um, and then if you want to meet her, you can just go to the next uh, the next show in November or uh, yeah, in, right in March. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. So we, uh, uh, Jeremy and I met back up after Jeremy was uh, finished, and we decided to uh, explore a few of the uh, a few of the tables in a little bit more detail. Um, we came across this one table where there were just a ton of autographs. Uh, like there was a binder with a bunch of baseball autographs, and it was clear that this guy was just a, your classic grapher. Like he just had like five of one card. They were all signed by the guys, so you know you know he just got those like after a game. Uh, he was selling them for three dollars a piece, which is a pretty reasonable price. And he had some some decent guys and some guys who are in the major leagues now. So Jeremy mm-hmm. and I were just we were flipping through the binder. Um, I, I you know I, I didn't really have any intention to buy to buy any. Jeremy saw a Brandon Geyer card he kind of wanted, but ended up not buying it. Um, that was uh, but but you know an autograph doesn't really mean anything in that to me when you're just buying it for cheap from some guy who got it from somewhere else. Um, mm-hmm. But. Anyway, the guy the guy comes up to us. He's an old guy, and he uh, he says, "You you buy a lot of them now. The more you buy, the cheaper they get." Um, <laughs> which is very strange because that's not that's not how it was advertised, and like it it didn't make like what he said to us after didn't make sense. He was like, "Yeah, if you buy a lot of them, they're not gonna like they're not gonna be three dollars anymore or something like that." It was just I didn't really understand the deal he was trying to say we would get. Yeah, no, it, it it had a if if you, if I may, Jack, it had a vibe of um, El Pacino from The Devil's Advocate or something. Like sure. he was just, it seemed like he was like tempting us like to buy the his his autographed <laughs> his like cursed autographed cards. Um, but yeah, 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 he was like really trying to like hook us on the line, or like maybe he felt like he had us on the line. And he was like reeling us in or something, but like. Yeah, I ended up not buying. I was, I, I was, I was gonna buy the Brandon Geyer cards. It was a Brandon Geyer. This one was actually like a pack pulled autograph from yeah. Bowman, and it was like his first Bowman Chrome autograph, which is like a, it's um, that's like the card you want if if you're trying to get a prospect. Um, but uh, and he was in a Cubs uniform. He was like a Cubs property, and like I was gonna get him just a because he was in the Cubs uniform. B because he was a significant part of the 2016 World Series. I I bought a Brian Shaw uh autograph card for that nice. same purpose um and i i took it out of the sleeve 
out of the binder page and it was scuffed to hell. It was just, it was like a yeah. Chrome card. So it was like plastic and shiny and like just scuffed to hell. And so I put it back and like, I thought the guy might've seen me like take it out, like to think like, Oh, he's going to buy one. And like, I don't think he saw us. So we just, we were able to kind of just disappear. I will say postscript to that Jack is I went on uh, eBay the next day and I actually found it for three fifty. So I bought it for <laughs> 50 cents more, but not scuffed to shit. So, um, <laughs> So yeah, but uh, but yeah, there was a bunch of guys and like yeah, the the in person autographs like, you know, I just for the same reason why I don't, not for the same reason why I sell them, but like I just um you know yeah, it's just not like I'll buy a pack pulled autograph because you know oh, that sure. it was signed um you know and it's it's a thing that you can hit, but um yeah for this guy it just didn't it didn't it didn't make sense uh just to yeah to like kind of purchase what this guy like got in person in his experience no. or whatever so yeah you know and, and he reminded me it, it, he was trying to like remind me of a character from a burt reynolds movie or something you know he was really leaning into that like you know savannah georgia accent mm-hmm. um so, sort of sort of like that guy uh who was at the uh the, the game in uh south bend when he was like you're gonna take a west on weston there's more pocket <laughs> over there like those those guys those guys belong in the same movie together um yeah right so yeah, it was a, a strange experience, but uh, you know, with with stuff like that, you never know if it's if it's those guys' autographs or if it's just some guy he works for and he's trying to sell them. I don't know, but uh, <clears throat> you know, it was interesting to flip through that binder. Um, speaking of autographs, there there were uh, I, I spotted this stand when um, uh, I was I was walking around solo while Jeremy was getting mad, and, and uh, I, I had to bring Jeremy back to it because it was just it was so unbelievable. But they had uh, they were selling presidential autographs. Um, they had like Nixon, uh, Truman for like you know it was about seven fifty to a thousand dollars. They had a, uh, <clears throat> a Teddy Roosevelt one. That one was going for two three thousand uh, dollars. They had a James Garfield one from eighteen thirteen. It's a very rare. Um, I'd like to you know those uh, graphers back in eighteen thirteen. They're like, oh Garfield is such an asshole. He's a total one per. You know. Um, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you gotta, you gotta. I wonder if that's what they said about him. So, yeah, that that was that was an interesting stand. I don't know if you've seen stuff like that at previous shows. Yeah, there's um, there's some sort of thing. I was trying to find out like the the um, I'm, is this it or not? There, there's there's a product that has like these like random like cut. Most of them are cut signatures. So that's another term uh, term cut signature, which is like when they they take like a you know, a check or a, a, a memo or whatever, like, the, or a receipt that they signed and they cut around it and then they insert it into like this new kind of produced card. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a product that has like just random presidential stuff in it. Um, I don't know how expensive, how expensive it is or what, but um, so I was wondering if some of that stuff maybe came from there. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it was graded and authenticated. Um, so yeah. there, it's like slabbed. So that's another term where it's like in this, like it's encapsulated in this case. So you can't actually take it out. Um, so they, they grade it, they slab it. And then, you know, then your buddy like can't come over and like get Cheeto dust on it or something. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so, um, so yeah, some of the, some of that stuff might've come from that, but like, yeah, it's just like just collected stuff and, stuff put together from over the years and yeah it was pretty crazy like there was there was franklin and teddy roosevelt i think right yep yeah they had fdr and teddy so that was cool and then the same guy also had a uh, a lou alcinder autograph too not kareem abdul jabbar it was lou alcinder so i mean that that auto Mm -hmm. has to be over 50 years old 
he certainly never signed like like that after he changed his name. So that was another one where it said very rare, and it was maybe going for four or five thousand dollars. But I was like, wow, that's that's pretty cool. That is very rare. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. I mean, yeah, it's just crazy. This one of the coolest things that I saw there um, was um, there was a guy selling. Um, so there's like the Honus Wagner, the famous Honus Wagner card. It's a T two hundred six tobacco card, um, and so there's this whole like set of those cards um and they literally came in in boxes of tobacco or packets packs of tobacco and um they're like they're small cards they're like skinny small cards um like they're shaped like rectangles and like so this guy had the original boxes of the tobacco and he was selling those yep. and yep. that was pretty cool um yeah. so like yeah one of the brands is like Piedmont Piedmont tobacco like and so if you look at the back of the card it's it has like a little ad for Piedmont on the back and like he had the original Piedmont box which was shaped the same way as the card so there were these little cigarettes in there or something or tobacco or whatever and I don't know it was just cool to see like the original box that it came in yeah that was cool that that same guy I think it was in that same case had a uh, an authenticated signed Babe Ruth something it might have been a check but uh oh, there was yeah. no there was no price tag on that one but that that was that was pretty breathtaking as well yeah, and not to mention like original Babe Ruth auto, like the Babe Ruth like uh, leaf uh, card, like 19, I want to say it's like nineteen thirty two or something, yeah. uh, or Gaudi uh, Babe Ruth card. Um, like he has, you know, if you want to see these cards in 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 uh, in real life, like you know, go to one of these shows and you can see. I mean, it's 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 the same as going to like a, a museum essentially. Yep. You see these like these artifacts, and it's just crazy. Like the nineteen thirty three Gaudi Babe Ruth card, like you know, we saw like. You know, you go there and you see it, like in 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 the flash. It's it's amazing. It is, uh, yeah. It's it's great. Um, well, you know, we we bought some too. Like I said, we we weren't in the that the, those types of things are a little too rich for our blood. But I ended up buying uh some a, tw- a box of twenty twenty two baseball uh, heritage. Um, mm-hmm. Jeremy, uh, uh, you bought the uh, twenty twenty two. Uh, what what is it called? Archives. So similar product to heritage uh, archives. Um. It's uh, they're like they're cardboard cards, like so they're actually like, you know, the the cool thing about the heritage and the archives cards is they're actually on like that kind of like, kind of like fibrous cardboard that like um, old cards from like the eighties and before were on, um, so um, so yeah, uh, archives has um more like old players and new players and like they use they choose three classic designs from tops uh from over the years. Um, and then that's how the set is, is composed. It's like a 200 card set with like three different designs and new and old players. And so heritage is all current players. Um, but, uh, they're, they're both very in similar veins. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, we would end up ripping those, uh, a little bit later in my apartment. Um, yeah, Jeremy, you also bought a, uh, a Clemente poster. I think did, did it say Bob Clemente on it? Yeah, so I'm one of one of the things that I'm in the market for, not like desperately in the market for, but like I, I want to get um so Roberto Clemente's like his first like batch of cards that, that that came out like for tops in like the sixties or whatever, a lot of them um have his name written as Bob Clemente, which like I, I'd like to I wish that I could talk like I, I wonder if like your uncle would, would know this or, or something, or like I'd like to talk to some baseball guy about this, but like 
I assume I my feeling is that like the name Roberto was like too exotic for uh, sure like baseball culture like American baseball culture in the in the sixties so he had to go by Bob or like you know it's just a way to like um, assimilate or whatever um, back in the day so um, a lot of his old cards say Bob Clemente um, and then he he started going by Roberto so like I want to get like an old Bob Clemente card but um, because they're the earlier cards in his career they're more expensive. Um, like you could get a really beat up one for like 35 bucks or something. Um, so I've just kind of been waiting to find like the best deal on one of those. But, um, I did find this, um, I think, I think the guy said it was 1967. Um, uh, it was like a fold up poster. So I think it's called tops pinups. Uh, I'm Googling it right now. Yeah. Tops pinup posters. Um, yeah. And then I got the Clemente one. And uh, it was it was it's kind of beat up, but not to the point where it's like you know a mess. It's kind of beat up, like it looks like it's something that's like what is that like fifty something years old? Uh, so more than that. Um, mm-hmm. So it's cool. It's cool to see, and um, I got it, and I was able to. Um, uh, I have like a, a holder, so it's uh, so it's folded up into fourths, and I was I was able to unfold it, and I have a holder where I can actually unfold it and. Um, and uh you know like put it in like a a little sleeve and stuff so i actually did that so now i have it displayed like as or like in a holder like folded out and it looks really cool actually and it it was six bucks um so you know you can't can't argue with that Um, no in some ways it's kind of cooler than having a card but but yeah um yeah uh uh also i i tried to buy um some 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 singles uh, you know, I'm looking. For, I'm in the market for guys who are either announcers or coaches who played a long time ago. <clears throat> so I ended up with Jack Morris, Barry Larkin, Andre Dawson, and Don Mattingly um, from this one guy who was selling singles. The thing is, I went up to him at first, and I only wanted two cards. I think I, I found like the Larkin and the Mattingly, and I was like, "Hey, can I buy these?" And he's like, "He's like, ah, oh, I don't even have change, like you know." And I was like, "Well, how much? How much are they?" And he's like, "Ah, oh, they're twenty-five cents a piece." Uh, so he's like, yeah, so if you got a buck, you can just take two more of them. And uh, I said, well, you know, I, I really kind of only want these two. And Jeremy, I swear to God, he said, well, if you only want two, you can just have them. I don't really care. And so I, I think I said, oh, thanks, man. And we started to walk away. And then I started to doubt the validity of that transaction. I was like, did he Did he say I could have those? And Jeremy, you, you don't think he did say that. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like I had a, a wildly different experience um, from what you just described, Jack. Um, yeah, first of all, the, the box did say 25 cents. So I thought, I thought maybe you, you knew that. Um, and I, I did no, see for that some, I, for some reason I thought it was a dollar. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Yeah. There was, yeah. Everyone has different prices and stuff. I did. There were, most of them were like a dollar, I think for this very reason, because no one wants to carry change. But so I saw you taking two and I'm like, oh man, like this guy, I hope, I don't think this guy has 50 cents and yeah. I'm like, at the, I think most people probably would just take four just so you could pay a dollar and, and just move on. Um, but so I heard the guy say like um, that. He's like, I don't even have quarters. Um, and I heard him say, and, and I think you said maybe like, well, I could go back and get two more. And he's like, you know what? I'll tell you what, go back and get three more and then just give me a dollar. I think that's what he said. <laughs> and. And I heard, and then I saw Jack go like, all right, thank you. And then <laughs> just start walking away. And the guy was talking to someone else. And like, so like, you know, 
it was 50 cents, so he wasn't going to, like, run after you or anything. But I was just kind of, like, I was kind of, like, on the periphery of that whole exchange. And I was kind of, like, uh. And I just kind of turned around and just walked away, too. And then I think as we were talking, I'm, like, I'm, like, hey, Jack, I think that guy said, you know, I don't think that guy gave whatever. I don't I forgot how we discussed it after that. But uh, Jack did end up going back and I think looking for some more cards or whatever. Yeah, but, uh, I, just, I got two more cards. I think I got Jack Morris and uh, Andre Dawson and um, I just gave him a buck. And then he was like, oh, yeah, let me uh, he was real nice about it. He, he was real nice. He was like, oh, yeah, let me give you something to put those in. So, you know, he, he was cool. But uh, yeah, it was definitely a confusing, confusing transaction for sure. Yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, as much of a pain in the butt it, it would be to carry change. I suppose if you're charging 25 cents for something, you, you should, probably should have change. But, right. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Um, but, yeah, it was a lot of, a lot of like, just um, random, like, 80s star uh, cards. So, um, so yeah, uh, it was uh, – there was definitely a couple, like, you know, there was, there was some cool stars to get for sure. Um, Jack, as you walked away, um, I, I was looking at, um, this other guy's table and I was looking at, uh, you know, these guys have like t- cards laid out in binders and everything. So I was looking at these cards. Um, so in addition to like, you know, baseball and football and whatever, like cards that, that tops made, uh, back in the day, they also had a lot of like what, what they call oddball cards. Um, just like, just like non sports cards. And so, um, one of the like like one of the probably most famous ones is like the Mars Attacks cards that Tops made. So um, it was a series of cards that I believe started as the cards themselves, and then like it became like they made a movie like Tim Burton made a movie of it in the '90s, right? So you yeah, you'll probably yeah. know that. But they started as these like cards from like the '60s, I want to say, maybe even the '50s. I can't remember. Um, and like today, they're worth like a lot of money uh, as a set. Um, so, but Tops made like more than just those those Mars Attacks cards. So one of the one of the sets that they made was um, this set called uh, Look and See, um, and it was from I think they're from 1954, um, and it's just basically um, uh, like world leaders and like um, like notable like people from history basically. So there's a lot of presidents. There's like um, uh, like there's a Gandhi card. There's like an Eric, the Viking card or something or Leif Erikson. Uh, there's, um, uh, authors. There's just like these, like, you know, I guess notable historical figures, I guess is how you would say it. Um, so I, I was paging through those. I ended up, I didn't buy any that day, but on Sunday I ended up buying a couple. So I bought, um, I bought an FDR card, um, which like, I don't know if that's one of the more notable ones from the set, but he like has like this, like he kind of looks like the penguin. He has like a cigar or like a long uh, cigarette in his mouth. And he's got like an eye, like his eyeglasses. Um, And it's a pretty cool looking card. I ended up getting that. And then I got um, a PT Barnum card too. They made one of PT Barnum. So I was like, I was trying to think of like another kind of cool person to get. Um, so I got PT Barnum. Um, and then they, they also had this set of, um, so those are from 1952. Um, and then 1954, they have a set called top scoop and they're like news events basically. And they kind of like the back looks like a newspaper, um, front page. And then the front is like a picture with like a little thing that says what the event was. And so I got a couple of those and like 
the artwork on those, I think part of the reason why the Mars Attacks cards are, are uh, valuable is because the artwork is really cool. And, like, the, the aliens look cool. Uh, but then there's actually, like, some, like, they're kind of, like, they're kind of like gruesome in ways. Oh like yeah. There's one. There's one like uh, burning a dog is what it's called. I oh think. yeah. And like it's it shows like a, a Martian like zapping a kid's dog and it's the dog is on fire and the kid's like screaming. Um, and so these like scoop cards, they're they're not terribly dissimilar to 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 them. Like so, there's one about like the Chicago Fire, like the the oh, Mrs. O'Leary's cow Chicago Fire, and like it shows like people running and like flames in the background, and I I picked that card up for like six bucks. Oh cool. Um, so I got that. I got another one from like the Chicago this Valentine's Day Massacre, mm-hmm. where it shows like like these mobsters like shooting these guys, um like in artwork on this card. These are cards that like were sold to kids, you know, back in like 1954. Um, and then I got another one of the Boston Tea Party with some very like uh, um, cancelable artwork of like some Native Americans in like full headdresses. Sure. Um, so as like an oddity uh, to have. Um, so I picked up like, yeah, I picked up like five or six of those cards and um, they're pretty cool. Um, so like, yeah, you know, you find like these little rando things at these at these uh shows so it's pretty cool yeah nice uh, yeah I, I i saw that jaws 2 set I'm, I'm a little little kind of regretting that i didn't get mm. that um yeah like you said jeremy uh i was looking for mars attacks too but they I, I didn't see any when i was there but um no yeah those uh i mean those are those are also extremely rare so be surprising to see one in the flesh um and i think like a, lo- a life's project would be to maybe build a complete set of mars attacks cards it would probably oh, yeah. cost probably cost a lot of money but um it would be cool uh to at least get one original one and then maybe get like a reprint set or something yeah for sure um yeah w- one thing you were you were telling me about is that at previous shows you'd seen this old guy who uh who sold old uh baseball videos on dvd um yeah. and we were we were a little sad that he wasn't there because we were thinking about picking one up but we ended up coming across him he was there um yeah kind of in so- the corner yeah, so he got on the game that we talked about a long time ago where a guy threw a 10-inning no-hitter for the Reds. I forget the pitcher's name. Jim um, Maloney. Yeah, yeah, that's it right. Was on, um, it was on a uh, ba- it was one, on one of our uh, Rain Delay Theater history class episodes. Uh, that's right. From, uh, I think those came out in like 2020 during the pandemic, but there's like three of them out there right now, and we actually still have one in the bank that we never released. Um, so one of these days we'll release that fourth one. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's weird um, that we still have one. Uh, but, yeah, anyway, we ran into this guy. Uh, he was a nice guy. Um, uh, we were looking at a couple of the games, uh, you know, that looked like they had a couple, a complete game from 1969. It was a Cubs game that could have been interesting, a, a game from 1972 for he, Brewers Angels, I think. He, but he the was guy, saying, like, the, yeah. the 68 or 69 one, He it was like it's the first – it's like the oldest complete game, uh, like – like that's that's available like that was recorded and is available to the public um that's wild yeah the oldest like complete broadcast basically um like the jim maloney one uh no hitter was like the oldest color broadcast i think and it was only the 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 disc itself was only like the last two and a half innings of the game um so like the one that he had was like the most complete or like the the longest like complete game uh you know recorded basically yeah, it's weird that none exist before that. Um, yeah, he was really I, trying to sell us on him, though. He kept uh, he kept mentioning games and then giving giving me uh, paper for it. Um, you know, like giving me the uh, and I think he gave you some too. Like just the whatever is on the back of the DVD, 
had the lineups yeah. uh, and everything. Um, it was a printout of the like the <clears throat> DVD sleeve, basically, um, like the artwork, uh, like a copy of it. And he gave me like the list of all the games that he has available and stuff. You know, uh, not gonna lie, Jeremy, we probably would have bought one, but the prices were pretty outrageous. It was like, you know, I mean, not maybe not outrageous, but it was like thirty bucks for one of those it, DVDs. I was like, that, that was a yeah, a little bit of a, a turnoff. They're just a little too like I think at twenty bucks, I think we yeah. might have pulled the trigger. But th- for thirty bucks, it's just I I kind of the the guy's an older guy. Like he definitely is like a like a tech guy. Like he's he was like talking to us about like the transfer and like the quality and everything. And like it really it is really good quality. And like I think it was a lot of work to like um you know to digitize those games and to like like produce like mass produce them and stuff. But it's it they're a little his prices are a little dated. I feel like. Even <laughs> like a rare DVD like that, you can't charge thirty bucks for in in twenty twenty two. Maybe like no. you know, like like maybe like fifteen years ago or something, you could charge thirty bucks for it. But like nowadays, like I'm not sure if he knows that people don't buy DVDs anymore, and they don't. Most people don't own DVD players. Um, so yeah, that like you know, digital like physical media is is essentially dead. Um, so asking someone to pay thirty bucks for for a disc is a little too much. I, like I said, I think twenty would have worked, but but thirty was was not really making it move. Yeah, especially if he's just burning these. I mean, that's like a a nine hundred percent profit for him. But um, you know that that being said, uh, nice guy. You know, um, and if it was cheaper, I think we would have bought. Uh, <clears throat> that brings us to the uh, I guess our fan of the game. Yeah. So uh, it was uh, we came upon. This, uh, this this stand with a bunch of Hollywood autographs. So we were kind of flipping through uh, uh, some of the boxes. They had like Pete Best's autograph, a bunch of musicians. Uh, uh, displayed, they had Three Stooges autographs. They had Larry Moe and Curly. They had all their autographs. So I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. You wonder you wonder how long people have been graphing if, if they've got those guys' autographs. Um, so that was neat. So then I, I asked the guy. He was an old guy. And, you know... I figured, uh, hey, you know, like maybe this guy's got some inventory that you can't see. So I was like, hey, do you have any, uh, you know, do you have any uh, Steve McQueen? And then he goes, uh, he goes, he's like, oh, I, I don't really know. I'm, uh, he's like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I do. Yeah, they usually I, go for like eight thousand dollars. I'm just watching this. He, yeah, go ahead. He didn't. I feel like he didn't even say like I don't. I'm not sure. He's. I think he said like, oh yeah, probably, probably. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah probably yeah yeah he probably has them it's like we weren't making conversation like you were asking him a very direct pointed question and he was like oh yeah probably probably <laughs> it's like, no man give me an answer yes or no and yeah go ahead go go on yeah because this no, happened so, again too no it did so you know it turns out that he doesn't own the stand uh, or something but he's watching it for a friend but he was also like the biggest distributor of uh hollywood autographs in the midwest um so I, you know, I said, okay. Uh, so then I asked him again. I was like, well, do you, do you have Steve McQueen like anywhere? Like, what does it go for? And then he gave another vague answer where he's like, ah, yeah, yeah. I probably got like seven or eight of them. And then, uh, you know, I asked him how much they went for. And he, and then he, he starts, you know, he starts going like, well, if you want something from on, on bullet, it's going to be about $8,000. But, uh, you know, if you just want it on a, a, a signature, on a picture or whatever, it's about 1000 so I said, okay, like, you know, wow, that seems a little rich for my blood. So then I asked him if he had uh No, no, you know what what I asked him first? I didn't ask him about Steve McQueen. I asked him about Roy Scheider. 
That was what I asked him about first. Yeah. And then he said probably. And then, uh, and then I asked him about McQueen, and he gave me the same answer. And then I asked him about Charles Bronson and Lee Marvin, and he gave me the same answer about that. He never answered about, about Charles Bronson. He did, he, did, he did answer about Marvin. But um, it was just it was a very strange interaction where I, I was asking him direct questions if he had a product. And, like, I, I got some 20-minute answer to a question I didn't ask. And then right he's wait what did he start talking about Wizard of Oz right and he's like yeah he's, oh yeah the Wizard of Oz you know you, you know you get the t- <laughs> I don't even know what he was saying I'm not even sure what he was saying about Wizard of Oz to be honest with you but he he started talking about Wizard of Oz he's like oh yeah you know you'd buy that stuff back you know ten years ago it's all drying up now and he's like you know you could have got that ten years ago for a hundred bucks now it's about eight thousand and it's like <laughs> why are we talking about the Wizard of Oz here man like we, like no one asked about the Wizard of Oz. No, yeah, he, he was talking about that, and then he was like, "Oh, I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen with the new stuff today." He was like, uh, "Yeah, Johnny, uh, Johnny Depp he used to do a real nice signature, and now it's just kind of a symbol." So, yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen with all that stuff. It's like, he hey, man, ta- he was going on and on about auth- being able to authenticate autographs. Yes, and I was like, "Dude, I, I'm not here to like get a, a dissertation on your trade. Like, I just I wanted to know if you had something and how much it was, and if you don't." That's great. Like, I'll be on my way. You've got a nice collection here. But it was just, it was absurd. And Jeremy, he talked to us for probably 10 to 15 minutes. You know, it seemed Mm -hmm. like 20. It was probably more like 10 to 15 realistically. But eight of those minutes were were me trying to, trying to butt in and be like, all right, well, you know, thanks for, uh, you know, thanks for uh, talking to us. We're going to go now. Um, But I, I couldn't, and I don't know if you caught this from my energy, but like I was trying to like turn the other way. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I couldn't I couldn't get a word in edgewise. He just kept going on. At one point, he was drinking this diet coke, and you know it was like an Alfred Hitchcock suspense movie, um, <laughs> where like you didn't know the suspense was like you didn't know if he was gonna spill the the diet coke. You know, there, um, there's a there's a sequence in the movie The Golden Child with Eddie Murphy, where he has to like walk on this like really treacherous like like pathway of these like uneven posts and like below him is just like nothing and he has to hold this glass of water and he can't spill like a drop i'm sure there's something like that in like a bruce lee movie or something (laughs) but like he it was like that he was holding this like this like yeah like 12 or whatever like 20 ounce uh bottle of diet coke and like he was also resting it on the frames and (laughs) as he was talking to us it was like tilting more and more down and i'm like I I was almost gonna say, hey buddy, watch your watch watch the drink, as if it was like my stuff, you know? Like it's like if I was running that booth and some guy came over and was holding the bottle, I'd be like, whoa, whoa, hey, let's move that away from the merchandise, you know? <laughs> but, but he was just, but it was his own stuff, and he was putting his own stuff at risk, and like we just kept watching it go tilt more and more, and it was like cold. I feel like the bottle was like sweating, and it was like on top of like these. They were in frames, but still. It's like I wouldn't want like a water to drip even on the frame for the chance that it might get in there and fuck up the merchandise. But, but yeah, it was just like I'm like the guy was just so into to to what he was talking about that like he didn't even care if he like ruined his merchandise so as long as he could talk about how, you know, how PSA uh the grading company is going to authenticate Johnny Depp autographs in the future. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was so into that that he didn't seem to notice that he a big a big thing of drool just came right down the middle of his chin in the middle yeah. of this in the middle of this talk. I mean, folks, just imagine yourself talking to somebody, talking to a stranger, and all of a sudden drool just comes down the middle of their chin, a big thing of drool, 
and they yeah. really don't wipe it away for like no. 30 seconds. Um, I don't even think he wiped it away. It just kind no. of like absorbed into his chin. <laughs> it was really weird. It was like, you know, like when you drop, when you like get a drop of water, like on, on the desert, you know, ground. And it's like, it just kind of absorbs into the, the dirt. It was kind of like that. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was rough. Um, I was also trying to like pull away. I was going to make at some point at some point I was going to say like, Hey, well, you know, Hey, this, our, you know, Jack over here, he owns a jeweler's loop. He's going to, he'll get the autograph and he'll, he'll pour over that and just check it real fine close and make sure that it's authentic, you know, just to kind of like say some goofball answer, which he wouldn't have, he would have been like, Oh uh, uh, yeah, 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 sure. Whatever. Um, uh, but yeah, we eventually were able to peel away from that guy. And I, I did, I, I did a little victim blaming on Jack and I was like, Jack, you know, I think that was, that was a rookie move. Like that, the, <laughs> that guy looked like he wanted to talk for like, tw- you know, 20 minutes on one answer. And like, I think even, I don't, I mean, Jack did nothing to bait this guy into those questions, <laughs> but I, it's almost risk. It's, it was almost risky just asking him, Hey, do you have this? Because that opened things up to him talking for 20 minutes so yeah um, for sure and yeah. when we did when we did pull away he was not happy with us like he yeah, was not right. done talking and he kind of grimaced when we went away as yeah, if as I, it, yeah go ahead no go ahead. i was gonna say as if like we had wasted his time like he, he had he had gone over all this stuff for us and yeah. like given us all this information and we just totally wasted his time when i actually asked him if he had some products that i was interested in and he didn't have them that's the end of the discussion Right. It it was almost as if he like thought he like he was counting the eight thousand dollars in his head like that we were gonna drop on like this autograph, which there's no way like we did not look like we were guys who were about to buy one of these autographs. I don't know like no. it's just yeah, it was a weird thing. Uh so yeah, we got out of there. But uh that was that was an odd one for sure. Yeah. Uh at that point, uh Dennis Rodman had started signing. So uh, you know, we, we were kinda getting ready to leave, getting ready to wrap up. Uh, so I, I said to Jeremy, like, Hey, let's go try to check out Rodman. And you know, Jeremy was like, I'm thinking the same, I was thinking the same thing. So we go, we go over there and like, first of all, there's a, there's a huge line for Rodman. It's the, the card show's closing in a half hour. He hadn't even started signing autographs. He was still taking personal photos, which was like a separate booth. Um, and there was still a big line for that. So he was running way behind. Um, yeah. event, finally, eventually he comes out and starts signing, but he must've been there like at least a half hour to an hour after the thing closed. Cause, right. uh, yeah, he was, uh, it was, it was crazy. Um, he was way behind. Yeah. It was supposed to end at eight 30. I think we left somewhere between eight and eight 30 and like, he had just kind of started signing. The line was really long. And so like, I wonder if they got out of there by like, like before nine 30, um, so it was, yeah, it was, it was crazy. And then he was even like his body language too. Didn't seem like a guy who was like keeping everyone an hour late. <laughs> he was kind of like no. sitting back in between each autograph and uh, you know, of course, and what, what more would you expect from Dennis Rodman? But it was interesting to see him up close. He, there was a video, there's a funny video posted on the website. Cause he, one of the things, one of the offerings was like, you could buy, you could buy a dinner package with him. Like he had like a dinner for like $1,500 or something. Huh. You could like, uh, buy, buy dinner, um, with him. And, uh, he makes this, he has this really ridiculous video. He's like, uh, November 18th, we're going <laughs> to do it. You know what we're going to do? We're going to, I'm going to be at the sports show and you're going to have dinner with me. Like, it was just like, yeah. Was, and, and he like, is like not looking in the camera. He's got a weird backwards hat. That's like not 
it's like a snapback, but it's not snapped. Like he just looks like a bat, like a mess. Yeah. No. I. I. Yeah. I think. I think the way he words it, he's like. He's like November eighteenth. We're gonna do one thing. Have dinner with me, and it's going to be special. Uh, yeah. It's. <laughs> it's just very weird. And yeah, Jeremy, I'm glad you brought that up because I've forgotten about it. It was absurd. You know, there, there's two hundred people in this line to get his autograph. He would sign one autograph. And then he would sit all the way back in his seat yeah. and like he would get comfortable and like cross his arms and then the yeah. next person would come up and he'd sit forward and sign again and then, and then go back again. It was just yeah, like the, yeah. the most bizarre thing ever. It was like he was doing a bit. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was funny. Yeah. Like, oh, another one? Even though there's 200 people like in front of him in, in the line in front of him, which he can clearly see. But he was wearing sunglasses inside. Um, so maybe that impaired, but like, yeah, it was just, it was, it was odd, like no sense of urgency whatsoever, um, from this guy. Um, but yeah, so we walked around, uh, I mean, we, we kind of like walked back to the exit and, and there was nothing else to see at that point. So we, we left, um, yeah, we got in the elevator to head back to, to the spot. We did. Um, yeah, first of all, the elevators were weird. They were like, uh, lights with different colors, like, uh, you know, blue and like bright red it was it was like I, being in a, a post-apocalyptic um you know movie where like everybody has to take pills and that's all they eat and they wear white suits uh, like logan's <laughs> like logan's run or something it's like being in an elevator uh, uh for that but anyway we got in the elevator and uh well you know like jeremy said um <clears throat> it was your typical clientele uh, like one guy came in with us he was you know maybe in his 50s uh had, had like a bunch of scruff on a baseball hat he was poorly dressed he had memorabilia with him. Um, uh, he he had a bunch of pennants. He just he had an arm an armful of pennants, and I, I had seen I, I saw the stand that this guy must have bought those pennants from, and they were old pennants. They were really cool looking. Like they had an Expos one that must have been from the seventies. Looked really cool, but they were also very expensive. I looked at the the pennant this guy had. I think it was for the Arizona Cardinals, maybe the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, I don't know, but uh, anyway, the yeah, pennant was one hundred and fifty hundred and fifty bucks for this pennant and that was one pennant and this guy had like 10 pennants i was like he must have dropped at least a grand on these um i was like man mm-hmm. i mean you know i i hey what whatever uh, whatever you want to do is fine but uh that's a lot of money to spend on pennants yeah i think the pennant game is uh is pretty pretty significant um to me it's weird because like you know they're like old felt and stuff and i just feel like something from like the 50s like you know, had it had to be stored and like, you know, just like I feel like it like takes in a bunch of like must and like just like kind of gross dust over the years and stuff. I mean, it was probably like taken. It was probably like, you know, stored in a in a, you know, careful sort of way. But it's like I don't really want to buy like a piece of fabric from like the 50s. Like, I don't know. It seems kind of gross. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and definitely like you know something that would fall apart. But uh, hey, you know, uh, cool for this guy that he that he got him at you know at, at probably a steep price. Um, uh, so uh, yeah. Anyway, we uh, we drove back to uh, back to the city. Um, eventually, we met back up at my place to uh, to rip some wax. Uh, so <laughs> <Yeah>. we uh, <laughs> we we opened up our cards. Um, we got some good stuff. Uh, I got a Ryan. Uh, so the the pack uh, the box that I bought. Uh, guarantees you either a relic, uh, which means a uh, a card with a piece of a guy's jersey from a game, or an auto. Um, Jeremy said that most of the heritage ones tend to be relics, and mine was. I got a Ryan Mountcastle uh, uh, relic. Uh, it's an orange, the orange jersey piece. It's pretty cool. Uh, and you know, I got some, I got some good guys in the packs that I that I had. It was good. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, yeah, you know, when you buy a pack or when you buy a box like that, you get um, a large portion of the set. Um, it's nice that you don't really get doubles when you buy a pack like that. They at least collate it like that, so you don't get doubles within the same box. If you bought two boxes, you you, I, this happened to me before where I bought two boxes of Heritage Minor League. Um, we're, we're the same set, but minor league players and like the two boxes essentially had all the same base cards in it. So oh, like, instead of building a set, I had pretty much like double, like one to one doubles, which really sucked. Um, but, um, but yeah, prospect cards, I don't mind so much getting doubles because if someone hits, you got, you have two of them, which is nice, but, sure. um, but yeah, so like, but yeah, you know, it, it was fun rip. So like I, as a guy said, um, uh, we, we kind of took turns like opening packs. So like, it's always fun to hang out. Like I was telling Jack, like, um, one of the like key tenets of like, um, collecting, I, like I've been back into collecting now for like five years. Um, and basically like, open like ripping wax basically is like you do it for just the the sheer excitement of of opening packs and like not knowing what you're going to pull if there's something you specifically want like if you want um a bobby witt jr autograph card you're better off just going to ebay and buying it you know it's not as exciting but like as pulling it from a pack but you could open like you could open up a whole case of 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 uh boxes and never pull a Bobby Witt card and you would spent like $1,500 when you go, when you can just go on eBay and, you know, for a hundred dollars, buy the card, you know? So, so when you're looking for specific things, it's, it's financially more uh, sound to just buy them, but ripping like boxes of like packs of cards is just like, there's, it's just fun and there's like nothing quite like it. So yeah, um, yeah. You bought a box, and then like when I was when I decided like I was going to be able to come over and and open with you, I bought a bo- box myself so we could both open a box together. And um, yeah, I um, pulled some good cards from Heritage. I actually pulled like a couple nice Bobby Witt cards that like look pretty good. Um, that would probably be worth getting graded. Um, so that's a whole mm-hmm. other part of collecting is getting cards graded. Um, but I don't really do it too much, but some cards I do. Um, uh, but yeah, I pulled some good, uh, rookie cards. Um, and, uh, I ended up this, the box that I got, um, had two autos, uh, in it, um, guaranteed autos. So, um, the first, like I'd say maybe about like five, five packs or so in, I pulled a Joe West autograph card. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, I, archives does have some kind of like oddball like they have players but then they also have like announcers sometimes they have like um definitely the old players current players and then like yeah they have like umpires every now and then and so like joe west is in this one and uh he's one of the most notorious umpires uh i've said some horrible things about him um yep. i personally don't like the the guy uh but like he's you know the same way that dusty baker is he's like he's a character of the game of baseball and so for that reason it's cool to have him um it's the irony of it is that he was actually signing at he was actually at the card show on saturday and he was signing um so like yeah it's funny like this the card show <laughs> kind of stiffed themselves out of like you know uh-huh. 70 bucks because i i pulled his card um, did you see him on saturday no, I didn't actually. Um, yeah, I don't know how I missed him. I'm not sure what time he signed. I wonder if he like rescheduled because I I felt like I saw pretty much everybody. But um, yeah, I'm trying to see when exactly he was signing. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. 
Um, but yeah, didn't see him. Mm. Um, so what? I can't find the the flyer now, which is kind of weird. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I missed him somehow. But uh, but yeah, so I pulled him, and then I pulled a, a Hoy Park yeah. uh, rookie autograph as well. Which yeah, I forgot. Like it was it was cool. We did see him uh, Homer in his rookie year. Um, so that was cool to to also get him. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, I, it was, it was fun to, to, to sign and the cards are, th- these cards are actually good for sign for getting signed. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I usually get heritage cards signed, but I'm going to try to find some, some guys. I'd like to get a couple of these cards signed next season. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you know, I, I built up a good base and I kind of want to try to get a 2021 set too, just cause I, I like the look of that. Um, and I've got my CJ Crone and Hoskins are on 21. So yeah, it was uh, uh, good stuff, and I think it was a productive day uh, at the show. Now, Jeremy, you went, uh, you know, real quick, you went uh, uh, the second day to Saturday, and I think you went Sunday as well. It se- seems like we maybe would have been better off uh, just audience-wise if we would have gone on Saturday instead. Yeah, there was a lot of, um, you know, there were, there were Friday was, um, I've never been to a Friday um, for these, for this fest or uh, for this convention. Um, you know, it doesn't start till like kind of like, the late afternoon. So like probably a lot of people, you know, they get a lot more people on Saturday, Sunday. If you're buying, obviously you want to be there when there's less people. Um, but for, for crowd watching, um, or rain delay theater, like people ripping purposes, um, you know, the weekend was a lot, there was a lot of, um, uh, you know, uh, low hanging fruit, so to speak. Um, there was a guy walking around dressed completely like shaggy, from scooby-doo he was wearing like brown pants brown pants a a green shirt had like shaggy like hair and like a goatee Uh, and he was carrying a scooby-doo stuffed animal um and for no reason whatsoever it's not like well casey Kasem's dead i'm i'm pretty sure and like he did the voice of scooby of of shaggy it's Uh not like he was there signing autographs i don't know like there was no one from like if it was like a comic book convention or a cartoon convention that would maybe make sense. Um, or like C2E2. I mean, honestly, you know, it's like a, it's like a 50 year old show. So I, I don't know how, how like, you know, it wouldn't necessarily be a timely reference, but there was a guy there dressed up like that. There was a guy who was just walking around with a football helmet on his head. Huh. And I, I, I think it was like, you know, uh, memorabilia one it might even been signed he was just like wearing it on his head um uh then you know there's some of the uh the 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 chuddier um uh (laughs) attendees um there was a guy wearing an impeach biden shirt and the irony of that is that he was like this like completely scraggly like old like just like skinny backwoodsy looking freak guy um uh, so I would be interesting. I would be interested to uh, hear his like, you know, his thoughts as to why he he believes that sentiment. Um, there was uh, at one point I was walking by and like I, I saw a guy vomiting into a a garbage can. Oh Jesus, man! What too um, much beer? I don't know. It was just like some like weird. I, I, he probably it's probably from like eating like you know like. 7-Eleven food for like 40 years or something. Like, <laughs> I, he's, he kind of had that look to him. Um, and he was just like coughing into a garbage can. And then later on, I saw actually like a whole, you know, like you, sometimes you're at a, a store or something and some kid has vomited in the, in the, in the aisle. And yeah. you know, there's just like a, a, one of those, 
you know signs by there saying like caution wet floor like there was just like that uh, somewhere else in the aisle i don't know if it was the same guy or a different (laughs) guy but it was actually by a stand that i wanted to go look at so i had to like i went like all the way around just to avoid it like because i didn't even want to see it or smell it or whatever so um that was messed up um there was also um in terms of actual like merchandise jack i came very close to buying um an autographed baseball or two. Um, so just just to recap, for the whole weekend, um, I got Joe Madden, I got Travis Wood, um, I got Mike Montgomery, and then last-minute decision, I actually decided to get David Ross and Alec Mills also. So... Mm. I, I, I really I really pony, ponied up the money, uh, so I'm you know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be eating 7-Eleven food for the next couple weeks, <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so like um, I got Travis Wood and our our friend Chris remarked that like Travis Wood is apparently like one of the the rarest guys to get from the 2016 C, uh, team, oh. uh, and so he was saying like you know you should get him on a on a ball like I bet if you get him on a ball like that'll be worth like a good amount of money. Um, I, I got him on a tops now card from when he hit the Homer against the giants because yeah. I was at that game with my dad. So I was just like, I, I just had to get that card signed cause it, it had like personal meaning to me, but I actually saw a guy, um, with a stand who was selling a whole, he had a whole box of Travis Wood signed baseballs. Um, and they were inscribed, uh, 2016 world series champs. Uh, and they were a hundred bucks a pop. Mm. Um, so that's expensive, but when you think about the ball itself, the ball itself is like 30, 40 bucks. And then like to have if you were if you had that ball and had him sign at the at the show, it would have been $120 plus another 40 for the ball, right? So that's 160. So it's actually, you know, it's cheaper than if you would have done it yourself. Um so I was thinking about getting the the Travis Wood ball just because just to have it. And um actually, you know what? It was $120. Um, because I, I went and I had like a hundred dollars cash on me and I went up to the guy and I'm like, um, is there any way you'd uh, take a hundred for the ball for the Travis Wood? And he's like, no, sir. And, uh, I'm like, I'm like, okay. And I'm like, so it's 120. And, uh, then he had uh, a Roldis Chapman autographed a world series balls too. And they were like, they were covered up by another box of, of, of Roldis Chapman cards that were like not even Cubs related. They were like some other game that he pitched. Um, and, uh, I said, do these, uh, Chapman cards, um, are, are these Chapman balls, uh, inscribed? And I had like my mask on and I heard that the guy said like, I can't hear you, sir. Can't hear you, uh, with that. On. I don't know if he said with that on, but that's kind yeah. of like the vibe that he got. And so sure. I felt like there was some subtext there with, with his general attitude. And I'm like, yeah. this guy's a real asshole. And like, are you sure? Just, are you sure it wasn't Jake Arietta who had these balls? <laughs> it might have been. It might have been. Yeah. Now I know what that reporter felt like. When yeah. Jake right. Arietta, um, yeah. Attacked him. And so like, I was like, I So then like, you really like kind of question yourself, and you're like, am I gonna pay? I want this this ball, but am I gonna give this guy th- this my money? Like, I'm taking money that I worked for out of my account, giving it to this guy, and so then he has it, and I'm like, and then um. Then I was like, I, at this point, I'm I'm like on board. I'm just I'm just gonna get the card, whatever, or the ball, whatever. And uh, so it was 120 bucks. Um, I pulled out my wallet and I had 100 dollars cash and I had, I had two ten, two fives, and then I had some singles. I probably had like maybe like five singles or something. And uh, and then I'm like, 
so I, I kind of opened my billfold in front of him and was like looking through and counting my money. And then I'm like, I reached for my card and I'm like, do you, do you guys take card? And he's like, no, sir. Uh, cash only. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm going to pass then. And I put the ball back and I just walked away. Yeah. And I did not, I did not buy the car. I did not buy the ball. So, um, sounds like he cost himself a sale. I mean, like it, that, cause then like when you, when, when you put it on the other side, it's like, would that guy have rather had a hundred, hundred dollars or, or nothing, you know? So like, I don't know. Um, I did see that he sold a couple of the balls, but he's, he's definitely was bringing, you know, some home. So like it, it, it's one of those things when you're a seller and you know, someone tries to barter with you, I, I, I can understand how it's annoying, but it's like, he would have had a hundred dollars and now he has $0 from me. So like, I don't know. It's kind of one of those weird things. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of still want that ball, but I kind of just didn't want to buy it from him. I would almost pay more from someone else than, than to give him my money. So, yeah, he and I don't know. Maybe he wasn't an asshole. Maybe I'm the asshole for for asking him if he'd come down in price. But like, I don't know. Like, it's just the way he was, just the vibe that he was giving me. I was like, I think this guy's a, a dick. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, support him or whatever. So yeah. So anyway, that was um that was that scenario. Um, you know. Chapman is a piece of trash, but like I don't have an autograph from him. It's on a World Series ball. Uh, maybe I harbor these delusions of maybe getting everyone on a World Series ball because I saw someone do that, but that would cost like s- several thousand dollars, which I don't necessarily want to do. So it's a whole thing. But this is what it's like to collect, um, you know. And then you see guys like in the you have to deal with these guys in these like Im- impeach Biden shirts. <laughs> so, um, right. you know. So there's a there's all kinds of stuff there. So um. Yeah, it's just kind of like a microcosm of the experience and, um, you know, what it's like uh, as an attendee. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was an interesting, interesting uh, experience. Was there one last shirt you saw? Well, uh, I mean, <laughs> this one is almost like too too dark. But it was actually, Jack, on a um, – it, it was a decal on a, on a car. Um, so I parked – so – me and Jack parked in like the uh, the official convention parking uh, lot, which was like fifteen dollars to park, which is expensive if you're going three days in a row. So if you park like a mile up and you walk down like alongside like this major road, you can park for half the price. Um, so I did that, and you know maybe that's a dirtbag move. I don't know. Like uh, it's a it's a frugal move um, financially. Um, but maybe the other people who parked there are also dirtbags. Um, so I parked my car and I got out, and there was this like white pickup truck uh kitty corner uh to my car and uh on his back windshield he had a decal and not just like a bumper sticker but like one of those decals where like the letters are cut out of it and it was um a it was a a sticker of like a, a an assault rifle and it said I, I i'm pretty sure it said i stand with rittenhouse <laughs> so it was a pro it was a pro kyle rittenhouse uh sticker that this guy purchased and someone made and like he put it on his car and he drives around with that and <laughs> um yeah you know part of me wanted to like maybe vandalize his car or like spit on the the handle or something and then i'm like well the guy probably would shoot me if he, if he saw me do that. <laughs> so I'm like i'll just uh and then i was going to take a picture of it just to like show people like look at this piece of trash and then it snowed <laughs> that day and like the snow was covered by the time i got back to the car 
the snow was covering the stickers. I didn't even get a stick. I didn't even get a picture of it. Um, oh, but, but again, these are the kind of people that go to these shows. Uh, I was wearing a mask, like, like I said, and Jack told, like, was like, you're probably gonna be the only one wearing a mask. And, uh, I think I only saw maybe like two other people wearing a mask out of like however many thousands of people were there. So sure. Yeah, it was, uh, it's, uh, you know, there's that side of things too, <laughs> you know, it's cool to look at presidential autographs, but then you got these fucking chuds uh, around as well so uh it's all part of the uh the stew that is uh you know sports and collecting and all this stuff and again we're two guys in the middle of it and uh you know that's maybe part of the reason why we trash on some of these people yeah well uh hey you know when the national one comes uh over the summer i'm totally down for going to that so we should check that out yeah there's a lot of stuff going on at the national it's even bigger than this one um i mean this one seemed big right jack like it's 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 pretty big, um, but yeah, like, oh yeah. but like the um, the other ones are even bigger. So it's it's crazy. There's events. Tops has like a whole stand. Um, like the the card companies have bigger stands and, and stuff. And so it's a whole thing. So yeah, yeah. It uh, the national card show is uh, the big one once a year, and it's in Chicago every other year. It'll be here this summer. So um, yeah, should be interesting. Nice. Um, yeah. Real quick uh, before we go, Jeremy. Um, just a couple of uh, baseball things. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. The awards uh, were announced. Uh, so we, you know, all the MVP, Rookie of the Year, uh, Cy Young's were announced. Um, Jack, uh, Ty France did not get any <laughs> MVP votes, uh, oh. unfortunately. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, mean, I don't think there were any other really surprises. Um, but, uh, but yeah, just to, just to close the, the book officially on the over-unders, uh, zero uh, you know, or uh, I guess it's uh, over fifth place, right? Um, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I think we said he both said he'd finish top five in MVP voting. So yeah, maybe <laughs> we should we maybe we should keep uh, watch that kind of prediction for next year. Um, yeah. Also, uh, Cody Bellinger was non-tendered by the Dodgers, um, which is interesting. A lot, a lot of Dodger fans were really butthurt about that on the internet. Um, they're like, oh, you know, we're so sad. It, it probably just means we're going to re-sign him, but for less money. I think I think he need he needs a change of scenery. I'd be interested to see how he could do with it. Um, yeah, he might end up on the Cubs. Yeah, I mean the Cubs, the two positions the Cubs are looking for is first base and center field, and and he can play both. Um, I just saw a report that he's probably seeking a one year deal, which I think is almost even more incentive for the Cubs to to try to sign him. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, if there's any developments. Um, Probably not by the next episode, but um, you know, it could could be uh, could be um, signing with the Cubs. Who knows? Um, but yeah, we're in a free agent season right now, and um, yeah, we'll see what uh, what happens. I know last time we were talking about Wilson Contreras signing with the Cardinals, which you know is definitely can uh, continues to carry the same uh, momentum. I think than it did <laughs> two weeks ago. So. It's kind of a scary thought. Uh, Jack, as we were recording, the Brewers made a trade, a, a relatively minor trade, but um, th- they traded Hunter Renfro to the Angels um, basically for three, um, like two prospects and a guy who like appeared in the majors last year, uh, pitcher Jansen Junk. Um, oh, oh, well, I mean, so- hey, he's got, a, he's got a good name. <clears throat> yeah, I've seen this cards of this guy and like, you know, there's it's a – it's a baseball card collector's, you know, field field day saying like, oh, man, I, all I pulled was some junk. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Jan- right. Jansen junk autograph. But two two uh, prospects. So, 
Um, I'm surprised that Hunter Renfro is worth three young players, but um, well, shit, probably... man, you 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 said it was a minor deal. I, I he was one of the you know bigger cogs in their offense last year, so I you know um, yeah. that seems like kind of a a sell off for the Brewers. Um, you know to just get get prospects back. Uh, you know, I, 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 I kind of liked Hunter, Hunter Renfro, so I thought he was a good fit with the Brewers. So that's a little surprising. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah, it, you know, it wasn't Yelich or anything or, or like um, Woodruff or something like they're They kind of I feel like some owners think that the Brewers pitchers are in play um, for in, tra- in the trade market. So. Yeah, I mean that would suck if I mean it would suck for Brewers fans if the Brewers uh, were kind of selling off this team. But um, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize I ran for had twenty nine homers. But um, that guy is gonna end up being playing on like as many teams as like uh, Edwin Jackson when 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 it's all said and done. He's just like on a new team every year. Yeah, it's it's very strange. Um, yeah, and he's you know he's hit a lot of home runs for for every team he's been on. Uh, I wonder if Stearns advised uh, advised the new GM about that one. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Well, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of like what prospects they have to fill that, that hole, but uh, I'm not sure if they, they got too many guys in the pipeline. So most of them are infielders, I feel. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, in coming weeks, there will be uh, more uh, trades and free agent signings and the rule five draft is coming up. Uh, So yeah, we'll just continue rolling on and uh, looking for more events to, to attend. All right, sounds good. Well, for Rain Delay Theater, I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We'll see you next time. Later. <laughs>